You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Of course, everybody, uh, hope everybody's staying safe, staying clean, um, understand cabin fever, uh, definitely getting to some, uh, you know, everybody going through battles of some day, you know, bad days, good days, can't blame you. Uh, we're all in the same boat here going through myself. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, trying to get through this and the biggest difficulty is obviously not knowing where the finish line is so to speak um but let's continue to stay strong stay safe and hopefully we'll see the brighter side of the finish line someday soon here uh, about 56 hours away from the 2020 nfl draft and some names just continue to keep resurfacing as far as cleveland browns and possible trade targets here um for the last time hopefully um, we'll start with Trent Williams. Trent Williams is going to turn 32 years old in the middle of July, which means any offensive tackle we are looking at in round one is 11 years younger. 11 years younger than Trent Williams. Trent Williams has had a myriad of injuries to the lower extremities, knees, etc. There is the cancer scare with, you know, the Washington Redskins misdiagnosing him or just flat out lying to him, whatever that is. He would even be the thing. If you're going to make a deal for Trent Williams right now, how are you going to get a physical done in 56 hours? Or are you going to take the word of the staff of the Washington Redskins? Or are you going to take the word of the doctors that Trent Williams went to to get cleared, which he never played, so we don't know whether or not he is cleared? Yes, Trent Williams was once one of the best left tackles in the NFL. Yes, Trent Williams was once an All-Pro. I understand all that. But here is the way it works. Even if you trade a draft pick for Trent Williams, say pick 97, the compensatory pick in the third round that obviously came over from the Houston Texans in the Duke Johnson deal, why are you going to give up a pick for a tackle that you will know you're going to still have to draft an offensive tackle here. Trent Williams is not proven in any way. By the time September comes, if the regular season is indeed in session, Trent Williams will not have played football in over 20 months at 32 years of age with the wear and tear on the body and with the you know with the cancer scare and where is Trent Williams physically at mentally? Being away from the game for 20 months not playing takes a huge toll here. It's just not, for me, the proper allocution of the assets I have. I only have seven draft choices. If I go and make a trade for Trent Williams, not only do I have to trade the pick for him, which gives me six draft picks, I also have to draft yet another tackle. So that means of seven draft picks, if I did not trade down, I am in a scenario now where I only have five draft picks left because I had a double dip at left tackle, because I took a gamble, a huge gamble, on an offensive tackle with a serious medical history, injury-wise, and actually medical. You just don't know. It is way too big of a gamble. Let somebody else go ahead. You are here at 10 overall in this draft. This is the best offensive tackle draft class in quite some time. You can still get a quality starter as a rookie, not even at pick 10, if they do want to drop down. We've talked about Wirfs and Thomas being the ideal targets. Jedrick Wills most likely will be gone to the Giants, could not be gone to the Giants. We'll see how that one plays out. 
Makai Becton. Makai Becton could be in for a little bit of a fall here. You could trade out of 10, add some more draft assets, and draft a Makai Becton. 12, 15, 19 possibly. This is certainly possible with what's gone on with Becton with you know the failed test at the Combine here. So I, I just... It makes zero sense to chase a 32-year-old player. Look at what they have done to this point. Almost everyone besides Adrian Claiborne, they have added to this point. They are guys coming off their first contracts, 25, 26, 27, 28 years old. These are the guys they have gone after, and they got them for free. So now you are asking to give up compensation, draft allocution, for a man who is going to be 32 in July, when it is the best offensive tackle draft class in quite some time, it makes zero sense. As far as the Odell Beckham Jr., guys, the front office has said it publicly, more than one of them. We have not had talks on moving Odell Beckham. Why? Why would you move Odell Beckham? This is a really good wide receiver class. Teams would most likely rather probably draft one than give up the first-round pick for Odell Beckham, who is now going into his seventh season in the NFL. Odell was not an issue last year. It was not his fault the pass, the offensive line couldn't pass block. It was not his fault that Freddie Kitchens had a great script from Todd Munkin for the first 10 to 15 plays of a game and then just went absolutely rogue and had no rhyme or reason for what he was calling or there was no correlation of one play leading the next. Nothing was done to set up something further down the road. Moving Odell is just potentially stupid because you're going to move Odell to get a draft pick to then have to draft a wide receiver. Yes, it's a great wide receiver class, but I'll tell you right now, there are about probably about 27, 28 teams in the NFL that would give up everything they have at the wide receiver position to be in the situation that Browns are in of having a wide receiver duo of Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. Let's stop with the foolish trade talk. Trade down at 10 makes some sense to create some more draft picks here. But chasing a 32-year-old left tackle, moving on from one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, these are flawed, stupid plans. Let's lose that idea here. I understand moving down from 10 a little bit. If neither Werfs nor Andrew Thomas are there to give yourself more, basically swings of the bat at this draft class. And I do love this draft class in this first top 125 or so. Really, really good. Really, really deep. But chasing... Chasing a player out of town or chasing after a player of Trent Williams caliber, it is just not something I am interested in. I cannot wait till Thursday comes and goes so we do not have to deal with this nonsense any longer. The smallest businesses in all of the world right now are the ones that are suffering the most here. Um, My friends uh, over at Zabo Apparel, obviously Brian is a really good guy, puts out a really great product. It's it's tough to see this for people. It's tough to see this for anybody. So right now, with using the promo code FREESHIP, all caps, F-R-E-E-S-H-I-P, head on over to Zabo Apparel. Buy yourself some Browns gear, ZaboApparel.com, on Instagram, on Twitter, at Zabo Apparel. I wish Brian and his family all the best as we all try to navigate our way through this pandemic. But please, go ahead, visit the, fi- visit the fine folks over at Zabo Apparel. Tell them Jeff Lloyd sent you. Use the promo code FREESHIP and get yourself some Browns gear. We're going to move on here. We are going to go with picks 1 through 10 of the 2020 first round mock draft here. 
Um, so, you know, I, I did this yesterday for another show here, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to run through it here. Um, it's obviously first 10 picks, not too difficult here. Bengals on the clock at number one overall. It's a done deal. It's a been done. It's been a done deal since Cincinnati secured the number one overall selection. They have no other way to get a player of this ilk. They can't draw free agents. The quarterback fell to them here. They're one overall. You've got your boy genius as a, you know head coach in Zach Taylor. Get him as quarterback. Go ahead. Take care of the situation. Get Joe Burrow in there. Um, they did a great job in free agency. I can't believe I'm actually saying this. They were able to get some damage done in free agency. So congratulations to the Bengals on that. Go ahead. Get your boy Joe Burrow in this AFC North. Just got a lot more interesting. Number two overall. Now, there are some talks now. Maybe Washington's fielding some calls here. And, you know, you do your due diligence. And for me, fielding talks maybe is, hey, you know, how high does one of these teams want to come up for a quarterback for? Um, you do your due diligence. But, you know, don't fool around here, Washington. You've got, you know, a couple of former Buckeyes down there and McLaren and Dwayne Haskins. you got your own little Columbus South kind of going on here. Go ahead and take the best overall player in this draft, Chase Young, number two overall to the Washington Redskins. As Pete and I have said on the show here for a while, this draft starts at number three. I do not believe in any way whatsoever the Detroit Lions want to make this selection at three overall. I think they would be okay with an Isaiah Simmons. I think they'd be more than okay with Jeffrey Okuda. I think they'd be also okay with Derek Brown at defensive tackle. So you are going to fight like heck to get out of the spot if you were the Lions. You have two teams looking to come up for quarterbacks. Question is going to be, you know, the Herbert and the Tua Tagliavola. And, you know, who knows how far does Tua actually fall? So you're going to have questions as far as that here. But if you're Detroit, you're going to get out of this. We're not going to do that here. We're just going to assign a player to the Detroit Lions. For, in this case, in this scenario, I think Detroit's going to get out of there. I think they're going to go to five. I think Miami comes up, gets the quarterback situated, handled, done, put to bed. But I do think at the end of the day, Jeffrey Okuda is going to end up at num- uh, in a, 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 uh, as a Detroit Lion in some way, shape, or form. Now, this is where the draft gets extremely interesting. The Giants, the correct move, the smart move, the savvy move would be to finish that offensive line. Joe Judge coming from New England, great relationships with the New England Patriots, obviously with the Alabama staff. Jedrick Wills, um, solid right tackle. That is what they need. They need a right tackle. They are pretty much set everywhere else. He becomes that guy. But for me, the question is, how exactly do you trust Dave Gettleman to make the right decision? He's never truly done this. He's never traded down. You know, they floated some talk yesterday of maybe a little trade down. Yeah, Dave Gettleman has never traded down. So it comes down to Jedrick Wills or it comes down to Isaiah Simmons. I just cannot see Dave Gettleman getting out of his own way and not taking Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons, four overall becomes a New York Giant. Puts us to five here. I said, obviously, you know, this is going to be, you know, the Dolphins here getting their quarterback of the future. For me, I see the Dolphins, and I think it's going to be Justin Herbert. The more and more you dig into this, the more I talk to Dolphin fans, I do believe they think it is going to be Justin Herbert, which takes us back here six overall. And congratulations to the Los Angeles Chargers. The new uniforms, chef's kiss. Perfect, a way to blend in all the errors. The numbers around the lightning bolt looks a little, you know, forced, looks a little too busy, but the powder blue, the white, the lightning bolts, they continue year in, year out to just pump out a fantastic, fantastic uniform. 
what do you do here if you are the Los Angeles Chargers? You know, Pete and I have talked about this. Do you maybe run with Tyrod Taylor and bring somebody in behind him? You know, Jalen Hurts. So what do you necessarily do here if you're the Los Angeles Chargers? Your defense is pretty good. You look at that offense. Obviously, you could use a left tackle. You have Austin Eckler. Uh, the wide receivers, you know, and a lot of people suggested, well, maybe a wide receiver for the Chargers. If it's going to be Tyrod Taylor, I don't necessarily get it. I'm going to go ahead and put Tua here. I am not strong in this. I think if you're using the influence of bringing a player to a community where he can help and they can get sell tickets and get a lot of people in here to this new stadium, Tua Tagovailoa, obviously, you know, the Hawaiian kid, closest NFL franchise for him, would be the Los Angeles Chargers or the Los Angeles Rams. So you get him in there. You're going to help sell tickets. You're going to help create the buzz for the Chargers in this new stadium that's being built here. Seven overall, Carolina Panthers. I don't see a scenario where Carolina keeps this pick. Matt Rule has been given all, you know, the basically, you know, the netting under the tightrope here to save himself seven years guaranteed. He's got all the time in the world to build this. I think it is going to be about moving down, acquiring draft picks, building, building. You got Teddy Bridgewater. You got a couple of nice receivers. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey here. I think you're going to get in a scenario where they drop back maybe to the 11, 12, 13 range. I believe they're going to want some sort of rock solid player here to build that defense around. Um, for this intents and purposes, we're going to keep them at seven here. Derek Brown from Auburn, you get yourself a situation handled. You get a face of the defense player early. Derek Brown manning that front for the Detroit, uh, for the Carolina Panthers for a long, long time. Now, this is one that always keeps getting interesting for me. The Arizona Cardinals. And again, we've talked about this here. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, everybody wants to talk about how they're going to go tackle. They re-signed both their offensive tackles for last year. They gave DJ Humphreys a boatload of money. I look at that defense. You've got to compete with San Francisco every season. You've got to compete with Seattle every season. I just don't understand or see where they have enough on defense to go ahead and unseat one of those teams with the way they are currently constructed. Yes, Chandler Jones is a fantastic player. Patrick Peterson, still a pretty decent cornerback. Buda Baker, nice player. Isaiah Simmons, this would be a great landing spot, but obviously Isaiah Simmons is already gone in this scenario. I'm going to go cornerback here for the Cardinals. I am going to go with C.J. Henderson. C.J. Henderson has had a nice, nice rise here through this draft process. As we get closer and closer to it, you look at the player, sticky in coverage, uh, tackles well, uh, causes a lot of you know PBUs, pass, you know, pass, broke, pass breakups. I'm a fan of C.J. Henderson. The, Bang- the Jaguars are going to get two picks here at 9-20 and 20, unless they you know maneuver around. They need pretty much everything. There's not really a bad selection you can make here for the Arizona Cardinals. You get the Bengals. I'm sorry, you get the Jaguars here at 9 now. Now you look at the Jaguars. There are needs everywhere for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like we said, you know, Yannick Ngakwe, obviously probably going to get moved on from. Might even move on from Leonard Fournette. It creates holes everywhere. I think I'm going to go ahead, and I would say they possibly trade out of this with 9 and 20. You know, Atlanta trying to come up here. But I'll put for the sake of putting the player in the spot here, I'm going to go ahead and put Javon Kinlaw at number 9 overall. So that puts us with the tackles the way they fell. 
and it is kind of interesting in this scenario. Um, you know, there are players available here. I'm going to go with Andrew Thomas here for the Cleveland Browns. He is the top offensive tackle in the class. He is certainly well enough, a good enough athlete to play in the system, to play with this team. So go ahead and pencil Andrew Thomas in here. Um, you're going to replace Joe Thomas after two seasons. You finally found the guy that can do it. You get Andrew Thomas in here. He is now your starting left tackle. You put together an incredible offensive line that will help with the run. It will give Baker Mayfield the time he needs to uh, obviously you know manipulate you know the coverages and read and see what's downfield here and just create a little bit more confidence within Baker Mayfield that he's not going to have to consistently looking over his shoulder, which was the biggest difference between the 2018 season and the 2019 season. We've gotten to the trade rumors, which just at this point need to stop. We've gotten to uh, first 10 picks of our mock draft here. Now we're going to go ahead and take some listener questions here. Uh, Jeff Lloyd, Locked On Browns, rolling you through a Tuesday edition. We're going to be very active, obviously, guys, during this week and obviously on Thursday. Uh, we've got a couple shows coming out tomorrow. Thursday, we'll get you some coverage in the morning, probably the afternoon. You know, We'll be ready to go right uh, after the Browns pick at 10. Uh, obviously, then Friday night, we're going to keep you busy here over the next couple of days. You're going to get a bunch of content coming from this show. You know I enjoy the draft process, love the draft process, and here we are. And it shouldn't feel disingenuous to enjoy something. We're all sports fans. have a big love of sports. Obviously, it's been almost five weeks now since we've had any. So we get a, ch- a little something to whet the appetite. Don't feel bad about that. So a bunch going on here, Locked On Browns. Make sure you're subscribed, rate, and review. As we fire up the listener questions here, and I always appreciate you guys for this. It means a ton. Uh, obviously, the feedback and what you guys can do help keeping the show going along here. It's it's a lot here. Um, first one, a Christian Gastaldo. Do you think Hollywood Higgins will be back? I would love for Richard Higgins to be back. Richard Higgins has been one of my favorite Browns over the last couple of years. I don't understand what the situation is. It doesn't seem like he's getting much interest League-wise, um, I am not sure where the Browns are at with Rashard Higgins. Um, this late in the game, like I said, 56 hours away from the draft, to still be available, definitely going to scratch your head and you know, cause you some concerns as to what exactly is going on. Yes, I would take Rashard Higgins back here in a heartbeat. My gut tells me, unless it's done before the draft, it's not going to happen. The Browns will go ahead and draft a wide receiver. From Angry Shimmer, with how deep this draft is at offensive line, what's your opinion on drafting two tackles or two offensive linemen with two of the first four picks? Protects from injury and can help groom develop for when Conklin leaves or if right guard position doesn't develop like everyone hopes. I'm not against drafting two offensive linemen in this class here. I think the opportunity opens up for drafting a second offensive lineman if you trade back from 10. Uh, you, know, I, you know, we've talked about this into the mid-teens, maybe even trade back twice. You create more draft choices, draft allocution here. Yes, I'd be okay with adding a, another uh, offensive lineman through draft. But do keep in mind, you know, with Wyatt Taylor, you do have Drew Forbes there, second-year player. What was Drew Forbes' calling card as a draft prospect probably fits with the scheme of this offense that's going to be run Chris Hubbard, kind of the same thing, so still here. Kendall Lamb, still here. So that means with the four starters you already have, you already have offensive lineman five, you already have offensive lineman six, you already have offensive lineman seven. 
So you're close to filling that room. And most teams carry eight, maybe only even dress seven. Some teams will carry nine, but same thing. And obviously with the rosters bumping up to 55, maybe it gives you an opportunity to you know carry an extra offensive lineman. Not necessarily the way I would go with it. I think the numbers everybody's been working with for a while are just fine. Um, but yes, certainly, certainly a possibility. Um, but for me, if I'm if I can create some more draft picks, I'd be more than okay with drafting a second offensive lineman. From my buddy Paul Spencer, I hear Becton's failed test will cause teams ahead of us who might otherwise have taken him to go for a safer bet like Thomas. How far, if at all, do you think Barry is willing to risk dropping to get the offensive tackle they want? I'm not sure that Makai Becton's failed drug test changed anything. I think just with the rumors and the way information gets put out, and obviously a lot of it is, you know, false information. It's just to get everybody thinking here. I believe Andrew Thomas is going to get rightfully drafted where he should. Um, it probably, at this point, looks like it won't be Cleveland, even if fingers are crossed for that direction here. Makai Becton, yes, probably did not, certainly didn't do himself any favors. That's for sure here. But now you get into a situation here. Now, say if the Browns did pass on him at 10. Say you go to the Raiders at 12. Say you go to the 49ers at 13, although the 49ers trading up don't have much assets to do that. Denver wants to come up to 10. Everybody seems to be in a race for that first wide receiver or to get their hands on Henry Ruggs. If you can get down to 12, you can get down to 15, you get a couple more draft pieces. Now, Makai Becton is still there. Does he become more appealing a little bit outside of 10 when you've got more draft assets. It's certainly a possibility. I know Joe, what Joe Thomas has said. I know how Joe Thomas has sp- spoken of him. But there is the question mark of limited pass pro sets. And to learn that on the fly in what's going to be an abbreviated spring, summer, even possible season, it, it's maybe a little tough to swallow. But if you can get some more draft assets and it's not the question of taking him at 10 and where he's essentially the be-all, end-all, it does be create, create for an Interesting, interesting scenario if you can trade down a few slots and still pick up a player with the potential of Mackay Becton. Um, from Jack McCurry, um, now this would be as far as with you know the possibility of a big, big supplemental draft if we find out that the 2020 college season does not happen. Uh, it does create for an interesting scenario, but here is the problem. You cannot do anything within this 2020 NFL draft with thoughts on there possibly being a 2020 large class of guys in a supplemental draft. Can't, you know, basically you got to crawl before you can walk. So you got to get through this process here. It does create an interesting scenario. And I mean, it's just so weird that you think about some of these kids that made these major decisions in January to stay at the universities they are at. Now all of a sudden said, well, I want to stay for one more run in the sun here. You know, I love it here. Da, 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 da. And now there's the possibility they stayed and there will not be a season. Jack asked for a name. You guys all knew my guy. Travis Etienne, Clemson, a guy I absolutely loved. Um, if there's no college football season, I'd be stunned if um, Travis Etienne does not find a way to get himself in a supplemental draft here. Um, from Hakeem, yeah, we're not going to finish that um, as far as the name here. But very, very similar to what Jack had said about the supplemental draft process. Um, it's certainly... It, is certainly a huge possibility. 
Um, the question is also going to be, you know, what do you have? What do you already have in tow by the time we get to that? How much are you willing to give up? You know, the Browns slated right now for nine picks in the 2021 draft. Obviously, anybody you take in the supplemental draft, you are taking away from your next year's uh, you know common draft. So anything they would be taking in a 20 supplemental draft is a pick they are going to lose from the 2021 NFL draft. Uh, okay, we're not going to do any more of the Trent Williams questions. We're just not. Um, we just cannot do that. Um, would the Redskins be interested in Odell Beckham? I do believe they would, but it's not the question. The Browns are not moving on from Odell Beckham. He is right now their top wide receiver with Jarvis's injuries. It's just not going to happen, guys. It, it, Odell's not going anywhere. They don't have an issue with him. This front office and staff barely have even had any time with Odell Beckham to develop any type of relationship. Odell is fine. He's healthy. That's what we need. And for the one who was floating around, he doesn't really mesh with Baker Mayfield. Odell Beckham Jr. meshes with every quarterback with a pulse. Don't forget it. It's this. Fa- it's just a fact. It's the truth. He can run the underneath stuff. He can run the deep stuff. Get solid pass protection, and you're going to see the asset that Odell Beckham Jr. can be for this franchise. That's it for today. Um, we're going to have some fun stuff. Like I said, here we're going to flood you with a bunch of content. We'll get Pete in here one more time before the draft. And obviously, you know, we'll get you know busy to work right after you know selections are made. We're going to get Stephen Thomas in here tomorrow. Uh, just a lot going on. Uh, fun time of the year here. Um, don't feel bad for getting excited about something. For everybody who loves movies, everybody loves to read, everybody loves music, they still get to do their thing. Um, for us who are diehard sports fans, we're going to get a little something here to what our whistle Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday, and you know we should be excited for that. Uh, with that, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.